0: What is up, Nerf Herders? Welcome back to The Nap. It is season two, it is episode three, and the coronavirus is taking over the world, apparently. Oh
1: god, don't, yeah, come on now. Let's that's, that's not, <laughs> not start that bleak. I mean, Goodness. I mean,
0: if you, I mean, if you follow the news, that's what, I mean, they make it seem like it's a hostile takeover, and it's, honestly, it, like, you look at the news, and it's like this terrible pandemic, it's gonna kill everybody. And then you look at the CDC or the World Health Organization. They're like, "Yeah, it's not, not really that bad. Just wash your hands."
1: Yeah. Well, the CDC cover your mouth doesn't cough. have. Yeah, the the CDC doesn't have a twenty four hour news channel. So yeah, um, they also don't get paid know. for
0: clickbait. So
1: yeah. Oh, I I have some stories. We'll talk about some stories later. But uh, yeah, I, I mean, it a, is
0: affecting I, us now because we we've, we've got is. events that are getting canceled.
1: In in and it's and it's uh you know we. Me and you live in Omaha, and, and Omaha is starting to go a little crazy right now. I, I was first, w- first-hand witness to it uh, this weekend, so we'll have to talk about that. But, uh, Tell uh, me about it now. You've left me in suspense.
0: No. Like you teased this before we started recording, and I I'm know. like, okay, I need to hear about that. And now you're teasing me with it again, but we're already recording, so just out with it. We can talk you about think, Comic-Con.
1: We're going we to launch, launch with coronavirus? Really? Okay. We can,
0: we can talk about Emerald later
1: yeah okay well okay well first of all um to your point yeah the the news is going crazy about this if you want to see something funny uh google dr drew rant on on coronavirus because he was on (laughs) some talk show and he went off he was like the media is to blame you're throwing it out of proportion he was pissed and i was cracking up but um so called
0: them out to their faces
1: yeah, he like, did. To their yeah, faces. he did. Like, like, and not. Like, I not mean, to that, say I that I'm a big
0: Dr. Drew fan, but I was cracking up. No, uh, I mean, I wouldn't call daytime talk shows press, but they really do serve that purpose <laughs> because that many people do watch them in lieu of traditional news. And right. yeah, it's basically like, no, it's your fault. We need to, like, like I mean, yeah. and and that sentiment is being spread around everywhere. We need to be listening to scientists and doctors, <clears throat> not, not Kathy Lee Hoda. Or, or whoever like that wasn't who it was but that's just the most stereotypical shitty talk show host that I can think of off the top of my head
2: <laughs> right
1: right so i um i'm i'm going to planet comic con next week and yep. um i was uh i was getting some stuff ready or not is it next yeah it is yeah it yeah. is next week yeah. so i was Rest getting some stuff ready <laughs> shot <up. laughs> so, i i'm really I glad that we there. do the
0: podcast remotely now so yeah oh <laughs> that's cuz you're going to yeah, come back great. with coronavirus for sure
1: I'll uh, self quarantine for a few weeks. Um, <laughs> tell my job that, but uh, I so I was like doing my normal routine, right? I have like a list of things that I go out and I get. I get markers, I get pens, I get um, some bags because I like to give free like comic bags away to people that buy books and stuff like that. And I usually yeah. get all this from Dollar Tree. And I was like, you know, I usually get some hand sanitizer and whatnot, you know, because I because because I, right, I shake a lot of people's hands and stuff like that. So I go to. I to one, one the whatever uh, Dollar Tree was closest to me at the time. And it is packed. I mean, so packed. And I'm going down the aisles, and the aisles are just, like, thrown apart. And I see a woman, and, and it dawned on me. I'm like, oh, crap. Uh, I totally forgot. Because just the day before, we're, we're in Omaha. Uh, the first case of coronavirus has touched Nebraska in that a woman that went to the UK with her dad came back, and it turns out she's infected, and they they wheeled her away in a little uh, bubble pod on a gurney to uh, the (laughs) Nebraska Medicine Hospital. And apparently she was out at some big events over a couple weeks back in Fremont. So everybody's freaking out. So Omaha is going crazy. Costco is out of toilet paper. Uh, Everybody's going mad. And and so everybody and was there.
0: Why why, what, why what? toilet paper?
1: I don't know, what? man. People are stocking up on Remember? water too. I don't know.
0: Well, water I can understand to a point. Can but you? We're paper? in Omaha.
1: Yeah, like, toilet paper. Costco, not not the Dollar Tree. There was toilet paper at the Dollar Tree. Costco was out of toilet paper. That's insane.
0: Of all places. To, yeah. to not so run anyway. out of toilet paper. People right. are buying so up I, in bulk I see for a, woman a lung there. flu. Yeah, I know. I know. It's not so even I a butt it. flu. It's a, it's a lung flu. <laughs> it's not even a butt flu. So I
1: see a Dollar Tree person <laughs> there, and I'm like, I'm, I'm guessing you're out of, of anything Lysol or, or, or hand sanitizer. <laughs> and, and she's like, yeah, we got in a pallet of it yesterday, and it was gone in an hour. <laughs> a pallet. I was like, fuck, are you serious? She's like, yeah, maybe try one of these three other locations. Not as many people go there. So I do the stupid thing of doing like a, a world tour of Dollar Tree locations in Omaha. And, <laughs> uh, and I find nothing. At the fourth one, I find one, one little baggie of ready wipes, of like wet wipes. And I, and I almost had to fight somebody for it. So I grab it. And then I grab my normal con gear. And I'm standing in line. And this very tall lady comes in Dollar Tree. And everybody's in line. We're all kind of ticked because it's a long line. And standard Dollar Tree fashion, they only have two people. And they're the slowest people of, in ever, of, of all cashiers to exist. They're the slowest people. So out of the corner of my eye, I see this really tall woman come in. And she just immediately starts laughing. She sees the lines of people and she starts (laughs) laughing and shaking her head. And I'm like, don't test me, woman. I don't know you, but don't test me. So then she like goes and grabs a bag of chips off the the wall of chips that's near the cash register and just opens them and like stands there and eats them while she watches us. And I'm like, (laughs) who are you? And then she starts talking to the cashier guy. I guess she comes in there a lot. He knows who she is. She's like, how you doing, Ronald, or whatever his name was? And he's like, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. It's busy here. And she's like, yeah, I can see it's busy. All these people are out their damn minds. And I'm like, woman, just stop. You're, <laughs> you're going to piss somebody off. And she's just cracking jokes. And then she goes, so what you been up to, Ronald? And he was like, oh, I'm just glad I don't have to go to another location. I'm tired of driving all around town. He's like, oh, yeah, where you been? And he goes, well, I was at Benton uh, a couple days ago. And a couple days before that, I was in Fremont. And this woman screamed. She screamed and jumped away from him. And she goes, <laughs> Fremont? You were in Fremont? And she starts yell, everybody, he was in Fremont. And we're all just standing there looking at her like, you need to calm down. And she would not calm down. And he goes, and, and, and he's just like adding fuel to the flame. He goes, oh, yeah, that's right. That woman was in Fremont. And, you know, we had some people in Fremont here yesterday. She goes, yeah, it was you, you son of a bitch. You were in Fremont. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs>
0: So, <laughs> like, so like as if the whole town's infected because this one person showed up. Yeah, like, that's how that's she, how it happens.
1: And she was not joking. She I mean, she was on fire and I was in the other lane and I had just cashed out and I grabbed my stuff. And I mean, she was shaking. She was yelling. She was pointing at him. She was like, get out of that lane, y'all. He was in Fremont. I mean, for a good five minutes until I got my receipt and left. But I, I, it was it was a scene. It was a scene. I thought she was about to burn the place down. So that's yeah. the state of Omaha right now. God,
0: you know the the office building where I work at was pretty much empty because, I mean, there's enough people there who can work from home, and so that's basically what they've been trying to do. I don't have that luxury, unfortunately, so I had to go in. Yeah. But yeah all the hand sanitizer dispensers that we have throughout the area. Like they were, they were like completely refilled with like the bulk stuff. Cause they're like, yeah, they're going to be empty soon. We're anticipating right. it. Uh, and then they were taught, they are actually talking about like, uh, certain, um, certain areas where we might certain stations where we might run into outages because of, uh, like, like if we, like if people aren't going to be at their stations in order to, in order to maintain things because of the coronavirus, people are going to be staying in. So that we're actually locked down. We're not allowed to make any changes right now, because like everybody and their mother is at home, like on the internet or watching TV about their shit. <laughs> and so if we not, so if something gets knocked out, like there's not going to be enough people to like help maintain anything. So it's like it's just absolutely retarded.
1: Yeah, it's it uh it's pretty crazy. Um, yeah, I well, so I, obviously I didn't get any PRL. I didn't. There was nothing <laughs> there was nothing people were buying up makeup wipes like that was somehow going to do it um i saw this little old lady looking at like some heavy duty clorox wipes and i looked at her and i'm like that's don't don't use that on your hands that's not for your hands and she's like are you sure And i'm like i'm sure don't don't do it and so she put it down but uh i went on like i went on amazon and you know you can get like you can get like a small like little thing of Purell for like 60 bucks, but it's not prime. Uh. And uh, I went to the gas station, because you know, there's always like travel things at the gas station. They had one of those little like keychain size that you can normally get like three for a buck. They had it for five dollars in like a sealed plastic uh,
0: case. My god, it's practically a commodity at this point.
1: I know. Purell's about to make so much money, buddy. (laughs) And, And here's the thing, even if tomorrow... They went on CNN and said, you know what? Coronavirus is done. We fixed it. People are going to be stockpiling on Purell for the next year. It is not going to go down in price, probably another year or two. They're going to make God. so much money.
2: And, I didn't remember I mean, things
0: going this bad back when like Zika was coming out and all that shit. You remember that? Yeah, Zika it was, kind of, or it was Ebola. kind of the same thing. Yeah. But it didn't, no, it it didn't go this, this far. And I Ebola, mean, I would argue, is like way worse.
1: Yeah. They closed the stock market in like four minutes today because it was so crazy. Because, you know, when it dips below a certain amount, they have to like suspend it for like 15 minutes. It did like four minutes in today. It's crazy. I mean, it's just affecting everything. And on top of that, my most anticipated movie of the uh, (laughs) of the of the spring, the last Bond movie gets pushed to freaking Thanksgiving. So that's awesome.
0: That was a massive pushback, too, because wasn't it, like, summer? Wasn't it supposed to be summer this year?
1: No, it was supposed to be in, like, three weeks. It was supposed to come out in mid or beginning of April.
0: Oh, I thought it was, like, I thought it was like beginning of no, May, which, which no. for me is summer. But
1: Yeah. Um, so they pushed it back no, to Thanksgiving. I, now it's, like, a week before the Kong versus Godzilla. So you know that movie's moving because no way they're going to come out a week after Bond. But, man, uh, they're losing a ton of money with that pushback.
0: I don't know that I don't know that Kong versus Godzilla is gonna care. <laughs> so honestly, they they oh, got to on. they made enough money to get to the trilogy, they to the, get to the third movie. They're just gonna say fuck it. Maybe we I go know. into they that. They
1: barely made enough money <laughs> off that last Godzilla movie. They, they need they they barely made this movie. That it was delayed, so they need all the help they can get.
0: God, well, yeah, they do because that last one sucked. But uh, I don't know. I didn't <laughs> mind the
1: last one as much, but yeah, it's just affecting everything. So that um. I'm surprised Planet Comic Con still coming out or oh still, coming out, still happening. I mean, like, I, I really shocking. don't want them to cancel it. So I'm knocking on wood right now because I got shit to do and I got books to sell. But they've pushed back Emerald City Comic Con. They've suspended that. I don't know what the new date is, but um, they pushed that back. They canceled South by Southwest. Um, like everything, you know, which was everything's getting canceled. They're pushed back.
0: Which, I mean, South by Southwest was postponed at first, it sounded like, and then they full on cancel it. So, I mean, who knows if Emerald City ends up being the same way? Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, these are the events that these are the things that it actually makes sense to really be showing that amount of caution in because you're talking thousands of people from very large. Like, did you ever play like the uh, the pandemic game on the phone? Yeah, God, I've got it. I don't remember what it's called. You basically just start it. For those who don't know, you basically just start a virus and you get to choose like your transmission rates. You get to choose, uh, symptoms and all that stuff. And you basically have to strategically add ways to kill people. Uh, but you also want to like spread as fast as you can. Cause your goal is to wipe out the planet. <laughs> well, mm-hmm. like the game shows like those, those newsreels all the time. And it's talking about how like in it, like they really want you to get in on the Olympics. Cause if you get in on the Olympics, that that gets your transmission rates like ridiculously higher. I wouldn't be surprised if the Olympics just don't happen this year.
1: Right. Cause that's, like that's the, coming around the, that's coming around the bend here. They got yeah. the, well, and they have the big event here in Omaha. They got the swim, uh, Olympic finals. Um, what in June, I believe. So that's coming. Oh, that's, well, that's funny. You mentioned that they'll game. Okay. Yeah. They'll, <laughs> they'll be drowning in chlorine. Um, <laughs> they'll be all right. Uh, the game that's funny you mentioned that game did you read the story about uh the the app game plague that got pulled from china because because it's basically oh, yeah what you plague just inc. Said. that's it
0: that was it that's the game all right cool <laughs> yeah well it got
1: pulled from the app store because china was like fuck you we don't want you playing this game
0: <laughs> i'm shocked i didn't see a single meme with plague inc in there with somebody naming it coronavirus yeah, COVID or COVID nineteen or whatever, COVID nineteen right. or seventeen. I don't remember which. So. COVID nineteen. Yeah. No. Um. So with Emerald City getting delayed, um. Like, still, it's really shocking that Planet Comic Con didn't get knocked back too. Uh, Bond getting delayed month, several months. I mean, they really just pushed it from one flu season to the other. <laughs> like, yeah, which, they're just like
1: hoping. They're just hoping that it takes care. Of... Well, and then you have, uh. Uh, 4,000 people in a precautionary quarantine, uh, in New York, 4,000 yep. people. And, 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 um, who was I, I was talking to somebody the other day and she was like, well, that's a, that's a drop in the bucket in New York. New York has millions of people. And I was like, yeah. And they have mass transit and you can't, you can't walk down a block without bumping into 25 people. So imagine all the touch points that those 4,000 people touch on a daily basis four thousand is is crazy i mean
0: sneeze out the window you're crop dusting like a (laughs) hundred people
1: yeah i mean mean, how many people grab the same bar on on the subway train just to get in get out you know i mean to stand up i mean that's crazy that's so bizarre i mean and i guess maybe maybe planet comic-con is thinking well we're right in the middle you know not as many people come to us as they go to Emerald. But it's, per, it's a good size con. I mean, it's, it's, it's a, the higher of the medium-sized cons. So there's I mean, going to be it, a lot of people there. I, well, I hope, God, I hope not, people still show up.
0: Yeah. Well, so, I mean, that's absolutely going to happen. Like, you are going to see lower attendance rates because people are absolutely going to cancel on some stuff. I mean, it's the same thing with, like, flights and vacations. People are going nuts on that stuff right now <laughs> because flights are, like, crazy cheap. Flights are yeah. cheap. Hotels are cheap. Like there's a bunch of people who are just risking it and going right. traveling because nobody else is It's driving prices down and you're going to see the same thing at all the comic cons uh, like black widow. We just watched the trailer for black widow. I mean that the movie, that movie might get some attendance loss. Like it might take a hit at the box office because we're not seeing as many people willing to go out. I mean, that's one of the main things that the CDC was talking about was to avoid spending time in large groups of people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, I, I I would hope that the people that do come to Comic Con then are willing to spend money. But I kind of feel bad for the ones that paid to see celebrity guests because they got some <laughs> big ones. Like John Cleese is going to be there, um, Adam Savage is going to be there, Brandon Ralph's going to be there. I don't see any big cancellations yet, but I would guarantee you that no, you know, no matter how nice they they are or how nice they tend to be, you know, like they'll give you a hug. If you come up, I bet you someone's going to be like, yeah, you shouldn't hug those people (laughs) or or like, yeah, you can take a picture with them, but we need a good five feet apart, you know? So I'm, I'm going to be, or, or John Cleese is going to show up in a mask and be like, can you recognize my eyebrows? Cause it's me, but otherwise I ain't taking this mask off.
0: (laughs) I mean, uh, I mean, just his comedic value. I'm sure he'd be able to make that a memorable experience either way. Yeah, but so. he's the oldest one of the bunch, so we need to protect John Cleese.
1: That's true. Everybody. That's true. Yeah. Go visit the younger factor. guys. Yeah, John Cleese and Lou Ferrigno. We need to protect them, and you go go visit all the young. Oh, God, Brent, Sp- Brent Spiner's going to be there, too. Shit. Nope. We can't let Data die. Go see Gatton Mod- Matzor... Mon- 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 oh, Mazzur- the guy from Stranger Things. Go see that kid. Don't and go see Caleb from Stranger Things. Don't don't see Ralph uh Macchio. We don't want to kill the karate kid. Um uh, I don't know. The karate kid
0: kind of a what? dick. <laughs> Wait, you didn't <laughs> see that? Did you ever see that video where like this dude went through and basically showed how uh uh Daniel Car- oh, the Daniel was actually a bad the bad guy? Yeah, yeah, that was like, pretty good. I mean they played on it in that YouTube Red series. The, oh, the I know Kai that was great. It was great series. Uh, it made perfect sense.
1: It was yeah, well, perfect. Um, Planet Comic Con people, if you're listening to this, please don't close. Um, I, I already got my time off for next week, so don't close. Please don't close.
0: I mean, just bear in mind that this is being considered by most medical professionals as a mild disease for people who are not immunocompromised, and for people who aren't like like severely old or uh, severely young. So like your target, your your target demographic is going to, is going to get through this as a minor illness. So it's not something that I would like if planet comic-con hasn't canceled by now, I don't think they're going to like, it's too close.
1: And I don't think, I mean, people seem to forget this isn't new. It's not like modern day Indiana Jones uncovered a tomb and out spewed this new, you know, COVID-19. This has been around for a while. They just never named it. You, there's a chance you've already had it you, five years ago. You just thought it was a really bad flu, you know. So yep. people are just people are watching Fox News a little bit too much and they're freaking out. Well, any news, yeah, all the all news. news. This is the one yeah, thing that they've them. united on that it's just ridiculous. <laughs> uh, okay. And that's it's the one time Corona. that they're
0: actually being kind, It's like one time they're actually being kind of fake. Yeah, I know. Right now, like it's actually the fake news media right now, yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, I mean, you've got Planet Comic Con coming, and then mm-hmm. Bond got killed off, and that mm-hmm. sucks. But I mean, for any good, for the good news is, is that we get to be at home and we get to binge watch stuff that I've been missing out on, like like Harley. You've been t- you told me to, that I need to check out Harley. Yeah, you yeah, finally, I. You finally I turned uh, turned the opinion around to. Cause like somebody told me that it was trash, and so I was like, "Well, that sucks. I'm not gonna watch it then." And now you're See, telling I, me it's great.
1: I I'd never heard anything negative about it, but I I ditched the DC app uh, after my year was up. I just I just didn't use it as much as I thought I was going to. And with HBO Max around the corner, I I feel like they're probably gonna merge anyway. But, um, uh, yeah. Maddie, my wife was uh, she had some field. Uh, duty work um, the last two weeks, so it was just me and the dogs for like two weeks. So um, I I I got I got it, and I, I watched the first season, and it is hilarious, man. They they took now it's not the exact animation of the Batman animated series, but it's pretty darn close, and it's very recognizable. If you've watched Batman cartoons, you will you will like this aesthetic. It's not abrasive. Yeah, it, it's it, not anything like that it's the it, it reminds you of the original character and that yeah, that's what brings familiar. you
2: in.
1: yeah yeah well that's what brings you in and whether or not you've seen the new um the new harley quinn and the birds of prey movie which covers a lot of the same topics this is just that in long form but without the birds of prey it's just harley realizing that she needs to get away from the joker and then going through the trauma of of figuring that out, and uh, with her with her best friend Poison Ivy letting her stay on her couch, and then uh, when she when she realizes the best way for her to get over Joker is to surpass him as as the 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 biggest uh, super villain in Gotham, then it just gets crazy, and it is it is child cartoon graphics with a heavy 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 rating in terms of language uh, con- content like the, the si- adult situations there's no nudity that's the only thing it doesn't do but violence and insinuations and a, a lot of things and I just it cracked me up I loved it I fell in love with
2: it I ever
0: since uh, ever since season one Gerald had been bugging me to get a DC membership and to watch some of that stuff, and mm-hmm. I have—that has been the like worst level of slacking that I have done. Mm-hmm. Um, I like—I promised myself that while Gerald is on his on his sabbatical, that I will finally watch. Like, what? Well, let's see. I've got—I've got a laundry list of stuff. So I've got Harley now. I've got Titans. Yeah. Um, I think got Young uh, Swamp Justice. Thing.
2: Yeah.
0: Young Justice.
2: Oh. Yeah, I got a lot. I- I was stoked for the return
0: lot of, of Young Justice.
2: You
1: that that Young Justice was a great show, but but Harley, at least the, the last season of Young Justice and the first season of Harley, Harley surpassed it so much. And I mm. and they're already about to drop um second season of Harley in like three weeks. So I am stoked, man! I cannot wait to see the second season because they did so much. It blew up. I I didn't realize it was going to expand in the scope that it did. But it went went crazy. And if you've watched other Batman stuff, it makes fun of the Nolan series of Batman. It makes fun of the current comics. It makes fun of that stupid ass, although it was kind of fun to watch, Batman Ninja movie that came out um, a little while ago. It makes fun of Suicide Squad. It makes fun of everything. It was so good. And, and, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm rewatching it now with Maddie and she's cracking up and she's not even that big of a Batman fan. So, uh, I, I would give it a watch and, and, and let, let a couple episodes seep in, but you, you certainly get thrown into it like two seconds in with how crazy and R rated it's going to be.
0: Gotcha. Well, I mean, that, that's actually kind of related to what we were, what another thing that we were going to be talking about. because so like Shawshank Redemption ended up on Netflix again. I've watched it like 3 times since I noticed over this weekend cuz like I mean I'm a, I'm I'm an aspiring cinematographer and Roger Deakins did that movie and Roger Deakins is like one of the one of the best cinematographers out arguably the best cinematographer out there. Like I mean it it's a tough call. Um, but uh do you name uh, you one just... person
1: currently that's better? Cuz I can't.
2: <sighs> no. No, I, I really no.
1: I mean, he was overlooked for years, but now, if he's in the running, yeah. you might as well just bow out. I mean, he, you know, because he won for he won for Blade Runner, Blade Runner twenty forty nine, which he absolutely hands down deserved, and then mm-hmm. he won again this year for uh, hey, 1917. 1917, which he absolutely one hundred percent deserved. So, I can't think of another of another cinematographer living. That's better than he is but it's even oh, it's not. even better when he's paired with people that appreciate him you know uh, uh, Sicario and Blade Runner 2049 director with uh, Del La- De- oh crap I'm gonna fuck his name up but that dude he loves Deacons and he'll let Deacons go and then Sam Mendez yeah. with 1917 appreciated Deacons and, and let him do his own thing so yeah when you cut the him Coen off the brothers. leash oh the Coen brothers yeah that's right yeah. But he yeah. was passed up for years and now he's not. And I'm I'm fi- I'm glad that he's finally getting the recognition at least from the awards that he should.
0: Yeah. Shyamalan and his and his better days. <laughs> also. Um uh, but no, mm-hmm. uh with Shawshank being like that was a as we all know that was a Stephen King piece and you just saw you just finished uh, the first season of The Outsider.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Outsider finished last night. You can't
0: spoil it for me, but you got to tell us a little bit about it.
1: I won't spoil it. You got to get. You got to give the um, review. Yeah, it was. It was fantastic, man. I remember once again, I was in Costco uh, about a year ago, and Costco always has that giant island of books. And I was just looking at the covers, and I saw it was a Stephen King book, and it was The Outsider, and it looked fairly interesting. But I haven't read like a brand new Stephen King book in a long time, so I didn't even pick it up. And then, like, a week later, they dropped the trailer for HBO as The Outsider. It was a new Jason Bateman show, and I love Jason Bateman in the Ozark. He's fantastic. When he does, like, a serious show, he shines in it. Um, And it's got him, and it's got, uh, I can't think of his name, but he's an Australian actor from Bloodline. He's in it. And the trailer looked really good, so it finally came out. And I, I listened to the audiobook for the book first, so I the book was fantastic. And I was like, man, if they could just follow the simple path of the book, and they do. I think this is one of the most faithful adaptions of Stephen King property I've ever seen. That's like the classic dilemma, right, with, with Stephen King adaptions, is whether or not Stephen King likes it, whether or not the, the audience like it, and of course, how far do they stray from the material. And they really don't in this show they they did a really good with uh, job with staying faithful and whatever new stuff they put in was very supplemental like it just doubled down on the stuff that that king wrote it wasn't too far off the mark so like one of the mm. one of the um one of the characters in there is holly gibney and she is kind of like this pi uh with with not not superpowers but she's just got a quirkiness about her, which makes her really good at her job. And she is uh, brought over from other previous books that Stephen King has written, and and he's always kind of written her with like, she's got something that most people don't have, but he doesn't go into too far. You could You could call it autism, you could call it superpower, light, but it's something. And they they do a little bit more with her in the show than they did in the book, and they do a little bit more of the backstory of the villain. And they, so they do, they do some great stuff in there that wasn't in the book, but they don't go too crazy with it. It's more supplemental and they follow the main arcs of the book. And it's a, it's a real quick 10 episode, uh, uh, series. And I really, really liked it. And they did it really well and they ended it on a high note. And you said season one, I mean, it could, it could do a season two, but they didn't, it's not ended like on a cliffhanger. It ends like the book ends. And so if okay. they never do another season, you're perfectly fine with it. I was very, very happy with it, especially considering how disappointed I've been with other adaptions, TV adaptions of Keaton work, like under the dome, that movie, that show was shitty, but this one was really, really good.
0: So, you know, I, I really wish that there was more of that. I mean, I, I mean, it's kind of off topic from like the Stephen King adaptations, but I really wish that, uh, there were more shows where they didn't feel like they needed to leave a cliffhanger at the end of the season. like one season run would, would be <sighs> fine. Cause they're like, you know what? We, we'd love to make a six hour movie, but we can't get away with that. So right. let's, let's just make like a full season of a show and have it be, and just have like, instead of focusing on such a long drawn out story, like just focus on like one season of a show and make it really, really good. And then, and then be done with it. Like,
1: yeah, but I mean, you you know it you know it how it is. Uh, these yeah, these money. services are putting out so much money for these series now. You know HBO, they're not going to do a series with no names. They're bringing in people like like uh, Jason Bateman. They're bringing in people like Nicole Kidman and and uh, Reese Witherspoon for their shows. So they they uh, you know I I can understand that they want a series or an anthology. You know like remember. This was a while ago. They kind of started this all off when they brought Matthew McConaughey for a show. Matthew McConaughey yeah. and Woody Harrelson for the detective, or for detective. True detective. Or true detective, yeah. And, yeah. and that, that,
0: that was, I mean, that was worth the investment by a lot, because that first episode
1: was. was gold. That first season was gold, but as you, uh, first, as you yeah, remember, they couldn't let it, they couldn't let it stay with that. They had to turn it into an anthology. And every season yeah. since, while it had its pros, did n- did not live up to the first season at all. The second season, most people thought it was terrible. I thought it had some redeeming moments. Um, the third season was pretty good. But again, it d- couldn't touch the first season with a 10-foot pull. So I understand that these people are like, hey, we're investing the money in here. We're paying big Hollywood movie uh, budgets for these TV shows we would rather stretch it out. But I was happy that they didn't do it with this. It's so one-book thing. Sure, the characters could go on to do other things, um, so maybe. But if they didn't, I was so happy that they just they, they kept to the book and they finished the story. And I was very, very satisfied. And then my wife, who hasn't read the book, watched it without any prior knowledge and really appreciated it as well. So I think for both types of viewers, there's a lot to like in in that show,
2: yeah,
0: and honestly, I mean, when you hear that it's by Stephen King, it's kind of hard not to get a little bit excited because he's had i mean he's like his book history speaks for itself, like I don't even have to go into that, but like even his even his cinematic and his television history has been i mean he's had some misses. I well i guess it kind of depends on how you classify sleepwalkers because that one <laughs> depending depending on how you look at it that one's kind of glorious He's had some misses but, he's had lots
1: of misses
0: yeah 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 you but, like, most if, people i don't, don't know if i know can that count sleepwalkers because it's like amazing the... yeah i know <laughs> like, it's hilarious but uh like i actually remember... watched that after uh chris duckman did a hilariosity review on it i'm like okay i have to see this shit oh yeah and, i love oh my I god it was Duffman. God, it was so worth watching. Yeah. It was so funny! Oh God! I mean, under that context, I like if I had gone to the theater expecting to see like a Stephen King masterpiece, I would have been pissed off. But like knowing that it was gonna be gar- hot garbage was just like the cherry on top. Um, yeah. Unfortunately, like most of my like I I have a very limited experience with uh, Stephen King's books. Uh, like I've I've only read, uh, uh, yeah, I really only read a couple.
2: And, uh, and, and they were the ones that had movie adaptations. So it was like, (laughs) right. So it wasn't really, uh, then again, it wasn't a very literary, it was, yeah. Green Mile and, uh, no, was it Green Mile? Yeah. Green Mile. Uh, I can't remember if I read the book for that
1: one or not. Oh, well, I mean, it was a good, that was a good adaptation for sure. That was a great movie.
0: It might've been. Yeah. The movie's uh, glorious. I don't know. This is back in, like, junior high, <laughs> like mm-hmm. junior high mm-hmm. and high school when, like, when people required me to read. Now, if I don't have to, I'm not going to. Right. So, so um, yeah, this is... God, has it been that long? Am I really getting that old?
1: Yeah, Green Mile came out a long-ass time ago, man. So, yeah, <laughs> it's it's been a long time. That one oh, was good. Shit. And the first one you mentioned, Shawshank, was...
0: Shawshank Amazing. was Shawshank was one of them. I just can't remember what the other one was. Was it
1: uh like was like Dreamcatcher maybe? That that horrible last movie. Oh, no, I don't I don't. Remember. The Shining, It. I
0: don't know. It might it might have been It. Wasn't wasn't It the one where like in the book like the kids all like have sex with each other or something? Then like yeah. they get a kind of, Yeah. Then they get kind of like yeah, okay. Yeah. That was it. It was it. That was, that was I just remember I just remember it being kind of fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think that was back in his like cocaine days. So. Uh, <laughs> OK. <laughs> I
1: don't know if you can blame <laughs> cocaine for that. But
0: uh... Uh, it just could have just been his brain. Yeah. Just been his brain. <laughs> He's I don't know. You've got some you've got a better literary history than I do as far as books read. What are your better? What are the, what are your better adaptations? Um, because you got the deep cuts. Yeah,
1: I do read a lot, but there's not a lot of we already we kind of talked about this last podcast with the adaptations and stuff we we did, but um, I mean, keep it on Stephen King to his credit, there's a lot of people that are book people out there, but there's more people that aren't book people, and yet still almost everybody knows who Stephen King is. So w- uh-huh. whether or not yep. he has more hits or misses as far as the movies are concerned. Most people know the name Stephen King, and that is a legacy that, you know, he can be proud of. I mean, and and he's, that legacy is not like people, you know, I mean, people from the 80s know who Stephen King is. People from the 90s, people from uh, the 2020s know who Stephen King is. He's had a legacy for like 40 years. I mean, he's he did movies like Stand By Me is based on one of his books. That's a great movie. Um you said Shawshank Redemption and Green Mile. That's a great movie. Uh, Dreamcatcher was fucking weird. Uh, he had a lot of TV shows. Um, you know, the Under the Dome was weird. Um, what else? Dr. Sleep's
0: had... doing pretty good.
1: Dr. Sleep was a great movie. Um, and, of course, that was the sequel to The Shining. And The Shining, oh. you had The Shining with... You had the Jack Nicholson Shining that apparently... Uh, Stephen King hates and then you have the TV version of The Shining which is just bad I mean it, if you try to if you haven't seen that it feels like a parody film and yet somehow that's the one that Stephen King approved and was a part of Um, <laughs> you've got The Dark Tower I mean, that was a shitty shitty movie based on a Stephen King property with Matthew McConaughey and Idris Elba and that was only a couple years ago
0: well, um, I mean, was that a book adaptation? How good, like,
1: yeah, he's got a whole series. Book? That's like his Lord of the Rings series. It's uh, that oh, okay. those, those series are legendary. Um, so he's got he's got so much stuff, and I think I think Stephen King is just better in written form, um, especially when it gets more fantastic. Because when you're reading it, and it gets crazy, your mind creates the craziness. So you make it so that you understand it right and if it's scary you make it scary for yourself if it's weird and and hard to explain you explain it for yourself so in your head you you make it make sense and and it entertains you when you see somebody else trying to do that on the screen it's not always going to resonate with you and that's why a lot of his more crazy storylines don't do so well on the big screen you know i mean dreamcatcher it was a creepy ass book but it didn't do well on the big screen just because it was dumb you know it just it looked dumb (laughs) it just it was dumb it was so bad you know no one wants to watch a movie about diarrhea monsters it just does it's just dumb (laughs) um yeah but some of his other stuff like the outsider that has a supernatural element to it but it's very, very grounded. I mean, the first half of the book, The Outsider, is very much a cop procedural uh, law and order SVU episode. That's what it is. And then it, 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 it slowly leans into that supernatural thing. And, that's, and, and the show does it as well. And so when he, when he takes a t- the time to ground himself and build around a very grounded storyline, I think that's when he shines the most. And um, that's when it's uh, easier to adapt. And so the outsider, I was very, very happy with. I think it's it's my favorite Stephen King adaptation by far of all the stuff. And 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 we just talked about just a very small part of his ex- extensive library. And he's still going, man. So God help him. I don't want yeah. him to go out and get the coronavirus. Stay indoors, man, and keep on writing. <laughs>
0: Like, I'm looking at his uh, at his writing credits on IMDb. There's 312 of them.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Which is a lot. He's like
2: the male like, Nora oh Roberts.
0: Man. It's crazy. Announced Cujo Canine Unit Joint Operations. The fuck? What? Yeah. No.
1: No, don't. Is that like it's a kid's right version? Is that like a Cartoon Network version of... I- Cujo? I don't.
0: I don't know. It's just something announced. Sounds uh, we'll, like it. We'll have to do some research. Uh, Lang Elliott is uh, picked up as the director for it. Huh. Which uh... you remember Cujo? Cujo yeah. Cujo <laughs> took
1: Beethoven and turned it into a horror movie. That was awesome. Yeah. That yeah. was awesome.
0: Honestly, honestly, it wasn't bad. I mean, I mean, it wasn't good. I mean I mean I mean how many people reference Cujo when they see a, a rabid dog or anything like that? Yeah. <laughs> like pretty much everybody. Like, yeah. Yeah. He became
2: that became an icon.
0: My cat <clears throat> is destroying my window.
2: Well, tell it to stop.
1: Um gotta stop, dude. You've gotta <laughs> stop. Dude. So we we uh we talked a little bit about, about uh Comic Con stuff. Do you wanna talk we before we did this? Uh I think we were going to do split this all into two videos. I think it's we've just thrown it all into one video. So, we might as well yeah, just we keep really on did. going. Uh we watched oh. we watched the Black Widow final trailer before we started this uh, cuz it came yes, out today and it was and it was far better than the first one. Far better than the second one in my opinion. This is the third one. Uh yeah. uh well, the second one
0: was really just a TV spot though. was it? Uh,
1: mm-hmm. Well, it was it wasn't memorable because I can't. I it, it blends in with yeah, the first exactly
2: one.
0: this one <laughs> exactly. Uh, this was and, like the story trailer. Like this, this is the one where we actually got like some yeah some semblance of the plot. We found we like we saw the red room. Uh, like they actually mentioned Taskmaster by name. Um, we we even got to see him kind of like mimicking some signature stuff from Marvel characters. We got to see him using the uh, the vibranium claws. Uh, from Black Panther, they—I don't know if they're actually vibranium, but like they were implanted. He did that little. Fingers, he like, did
1: that little chest, that chest claw little, little,
0: move. He did that. Yeah, yeah, it was like Wakanda forever with claws. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, we saw him with. Uh, we saw him with a shield, right? And right. he was doing the Captain America stuff. We saw him uh, watching, like he was watching footage of what looked like his Red Room. Like it looked like he was like overseeing them, but yeah. um yeah, he was but like, yeah, he was learning the moves. Yeah. Yeah, we got to see some elements of that like that like cuz basically his power is just a ridiculously good memory. And yeah. uh well some versions of the comic give
1: him a little like superhuman speed or something like that. But Yeah, yeah, yeah his yeah, yeah. He's, he's got a little faster uh reflexes and he's able to mimic um the moves of of his so you know in a fight um the, the person to that wins is learn the one with the better move. So what happens when you're fighting yourself? Yeah. So uh
0: yeah. And I mean, he's this... and he's obviously built up quite a repertoire of of uh of fighting styles based off of several different people. And we got to see that in this trailer, and that's exciting.
1: It is like, exciting. I I wonder everything. where he's been this whole time and if it's going to get that wide of scope or why he's suddenly making an appearance, but um He is, yeah, it was a better trailer and it definitely gave you some meat to the plot and which is normally something you see in like the first trailer and then the the final trailer is just like a couple more action scenes before the release. So it's kind of weird that it took this long to tell you what the plot is, but it was the most, and somebody else said this on Facebook, uh, this isn't my quote, but it was the most MCU trailer of the Black Widow trailers and I agree with. I I thought this one felt like a Marvel movie, not just like a short because the other trailers, there was just like, man, I'm having a hard time getting invested in this. I know this is a flashback movie and why should I care? She's dead. You know, clearly there's not going to be anything big that happens in this movie, but at least this final trailer gave you some stakes and stuff.
0: Yeah. I know we've had this conversation. I'm I'm still having a hard time. Like she's not dead. I'm 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 still not convinced. My theory is correct. I know, I know. <laughs> I haven't seen any proof to the contrary. Right. Um, uh, so yeah, like the the one thing that they still really haven't given away is like the timeline, uh, for the film. Like where where is this gonna sit? Because she's got kind of the look that she does. Like I gotta I gotta look her up in Infinity War, but uh... well, this
1: is supposed. To, this is I I thought it was confirmed or someone confirmed it that this was post age of ultron. Okay. That that's what I, I could have sworn I read somewhere. And and but yeah, you're right. I mean, they don't give too much in the form of of uh, dating it other than William Hurt's Thunderbolt. They give you shots of him and he's certainly got a lot more hair and they've they've uh, de-aged him a bit and he looked so much better in the in the in the split second of this trailer than he did in the first trailer. First trailer. I was like, dude, you need to render that at least five more times. But, (laughs) uh, he looked, he looked pretty good in this trailer. So his, his youngness knows that at least part of this film is dated back pretty far. But yeah, I I don't think the whole film is in the same timeline.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna break one of our rules, and it, it pokes a hole in my theory. But uh, one of our rules is that we don't do any like deep research on on the Marvel films or anything like that. But yeah, I had to know. Um, but according to Forbes, which Forbes isn't exactly yeah, a weak, grain of salt uh, with Forbes. Yeah, but it says it takes place between the events of Civil War and Infinity War. So
1: oh
2: okay
1: oh yeah so yeah like I said after Age of Ultron.
0: Yeah,
2: <laughs> who wrote, not, who wrote that article? Uh, that was Paul Tassi. Okay, it's not the guy that senior contributing. So senior contributor for games. Yeah. yeah,
1: okay. Well, yeah, that makes sense. Whether or not the whole movie is within that time frame, we don't know. I don't think it makes sense because Thunderbolt did not look that young when we saw him in in Winter Soldier when he was, or not Winter Soldier. In Civil War, Civil War, when he was going off about the the peace accords and everything and and um, whatnot, he he did not look that young. So clearly, part of this film is way back in the day. But yeah, I like. Yeah, but the trailer. they also had
0: another. Se- they also had another one of him walking with a cane. So yeah,
1: yeah. So I think so, they're yeah, going to time jump a bit. But I liked seeing Scarlett Johansson's Black Widow, versus a room of herself. I mean, it was. It was basically She said something about the red room is under Taskmaster's control, and and they're they're kind of mind mind controlled, or they're there to do his bidding or whatever. So it was basically her yeah. versus a room of Black Widows. That was even pretty worse cool. than
0: mind controlled, fully conscious but no choice. Like that was a chilling line. Like that, that would yeah. suck. Yeah, would what does that mean?
1: Suck. What does that mean? Fully conscious but no choice. So, I yeah, mean, are they remote know. controlled or? Are they, are they, uh, they got a bomb in their head or something or what? Some shit. Yeah. And apparently Robert Downey is going to be be in this movie too at some point. So that, that leads me to believe that there's going to be some jumping around, you know, um, stuff like that. So I'm, I am definitely more interested now than I was with the last couple of trailers. I was going to see it no matter what. I'm not going to not see a Marvel movie, but, uh, Yeah. I do want to see it. I'm, yeah, well, I am looking forward to it, and that that trailer did get me
0: pumped. Yeah, I'm buying my tickets. <laughs> are gonna... you? Are I, you buying yeah, a ticket? I'm, yeah. I mean, do we, are we going together? Is that going to be a thing? I mean, if we can, do we want to try and go for the same day. But you
1: know, you know me. Uh, if it's out, I'm going to go see it. I'm not going to wait a week. So you better pray
0: to God well, you're not no, on that's... call
1: the night it releases.
0: I know that's going to be the thi- that's going to be the kicker. Like we're going to hope that we we can stay away from that. Um. Let's see. We've got uh we've got some other stuff because we're getting close to our hour mark, but I don't want to leave it out of there.
1: We can go a little bit yeah. over since we're covering so much. You want to talk about that short uh Thor four news? Um Yeah. I who, mean, who asked us to I was, talk about I was that? Excited. David. David Taylor on Facebook asked us to talk about I'm, that.
0: It wasn't really a surprise announcement, but so Vin Diesel was doing an interview for his uh upcoming film, Bloodshot, uh, which I'm also seeing. And yeah. uh and of course like just like all the other Marvel actors when they were in other movies while the Marvel timeline was still going, he's getting asked about uh he's getting asked about future Guardian stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh and it got out there that the Guardians of the Galaxy will be in Thor four. Uh to what extent he didn't really say. Uh, but it makes sense because the last that we saw of Thor, he was he was flying away on a ship with with Star Lord and the whole crew. So I mean it wasn't. And really we that all big know who was in charge of that ship. We yeah. know. Yeah. We know. At, Star Lord's absolutely the captain. Absolutely.
1: Question. Absolutely. Sure.
0: <laughs> Are we going to see Thin Thor? Didn't answer that question. Uh so oh, like right. yeah, his two big Vin Diesel's two big statements were uh yes, the Guardians will be there, and Alpha Groot.
1: Yeah, and, and for someone that doesn't and has never read Guardians of the Galaxy comics, I don't know what Alpha Groot is. I'm guessing Alpha Groot isn't a tiny, a thin, cranky teenage Groot that we saw most recently. I'm guessing it's something bigger, like jacked-up Groot. But uh, whatever that means as far as the movies are concerned, I don't know. But yeah, it sounds fun. Do you know what Alpha Groot is? Do you have a
0: history with Alpha Groot? So I am not well-versed in the comic side for, for Guardians. Um. So no, I have... And and I'm kind of fighting an impulse because I do still have my Marvel Unlimited, so I've been oh, reading right. a bunch of the Marvel comics. Right. Um like a bunch of Marvel comics. I've been having a lot of fun with that.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh mm-hmm.
0: but no, I have not I have not tapped into uh I haven't tapped into it. But uh I do know that the pop figure, uh, King Groot is out, uh by, based off of the uh um Marvel Contest of Champions app. Oh yeah, that's
1: right. I have and seen that. And well, so he didn't say King like,
0: Groot. He said Alpha Groot, and and that no, sounds like it's uh, a thing.
1: Oh, maybe that's a maybe that's a big thing in the comics or something. Like it's a Hulk sized Groot or something. I don't know. Yeah, I but don't know. Yeah, Disney Guardians was be. never
0: one. Guardians wasn't one that I really picked up on when I was reading comics. Still,
1: yeah, I never did. either. Well, I mean, I don't. I don't read much Marvel anyway. Um, I, I get, I get tired, and DC does it too. But I get tired of, uh, it's it's just like. One cinematic event after another, and in order for it to make sense, you suddenly have to buy like 10 other comics to read yep. all the storyline. But Disney and Marvel must be laxing on their uh, shut up or uh, snitches get stitches policy because uh, Vin Diesel was out there talking about this, and so was um, what's her face? Uh, Tessa Thompson, who was who was in an interview as well this week because her show, Westworld premiere's next Sunday. Now that the outsider is done, HBO's got to have their new show, which is Westworld yep. season 3. God, I can't wait for that. But she dropped the beans about uh Christian Bale being cast as the film's villain, and I think everybody mm-hmm. and their mother guessed that. Um when they said that Christian Bale was going to be in in Thor Love and Thunder, I think we all guessed he was going to be the villain. She didn't say anything more than that, but she confirmed that he's the villain, and she said uh, Christian Bale is going to play our villain, which is going to be fantastic. I've read the script. I can't tell you much. Well, no shit. Uh, lots of exciting text messages exchanged <laughs> between Natalie and I. We're going to have some fun. So I, you know, I mean, it's Christian Bale. Of course, you're going to have fun. I imagine he's going to be freaking awesome. Uh, and I yeah, doubt he's going to be I a mean, side villain. So, yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, when they when they announced him, I think everybody made that guess anyway. So yeah, it really it really wouldn't have. That's probably why we haven't seen well we don't know how much trouble they actually got into for spilling the beans and all that stuff. They probably they're probably not going to come right out and be tweeting about how yeah what, right what Disney's higher-ups are going to end up doing to them, but um but yeah, because most of the stuff was pretty widely speculated on already and it yeah. was really just kind of like confirmation of like the popular opinion, probably not going to see too much heat about that. But and she didn't named names uh, or after no, no, yeah, absolutely not. But yeah, after seeing uh, after seeing Ford versus Ferrari and seeing Christian Bale in that and just remembering like his range, like like you think about it, Christian Bale's just ridiculously good. Just ridiculously good. He is. And it's kind of sad that it took this long for him to get involved, but he probably like he knows what he wants to play and he knows what he'd be good in. And so like he was like there's no doubt in my mind that he was asked to play other roles and he waited for the right thing.
1: Um, yeah, I think so. I think he probably knew that he wasn't going to be like a series regular, but uh, with the right, no. with the right script and the right, uh, director and, and, you know, Tiki, uh, what's his face? Taika Watiti. God, yep. I'm just fucking up everybody's names today. Taika Watiti <laughs> is writing and directing Thor four. And, I mean, that dude can direct, that dude can write. I mean, just check out Jojo Rabbit, who... Yep, I still need to if, go see that. You tell me that someone is going to come out with a Nazi uh, movie uh, and it's going to make me cry, I would have said, what are you smoking? <laughs> but it did, and and it won Oscars. It won Oscars. So, good good on him. He is a, he is a very know. talented individual, and I'm sure... Um, Christian Bale was like, I got to work with that guy. Hell yeah. So uh, sad
0: cry, happy cry or both,
1: uh, both man, that movie, that movie shocked me to my core. I did not expect some of the, some of the things that happened in that film. So you need to see it, man. You see it.
0: I was on call again for its, uh, for its premiere. And so (laughs) I missed like the hype train coming into it. Oh, right. Did you? So, yeah, I gotta, I'm so sick of good movies coming out when I have to work. It's, yeah. it's becoming a regular pattern for me now and I hate it. I well, hate you know, if I didn't have to work tomorrow morning, uh
1: I would have bought us uh tickets for the uh the online pay-per-view premiere of a movie that comes out tonight, which uh Oh baby. <laughs> the uh <laughs> <laughs> this this movie. My god. The uh the uh, mind I was trying. I don't even know how to say this trailer <laughs> the title correctly cuz there's so many my is in parentheses. My truth, the rape of two Corys, um a documentary that's coming out that that's, that stars Corey Feldman, and it's launching online tonight. Pay per view, worldwide. The oh my god, wait, what? The one time worldwide event screening. Is this not? Is it? Is it tonight? and Tonight only. What? What does that mean? What does one-time worldwide event screening mean? You see it tonight. So, it's it's like Beyonce's uh, music video on HBO, <laughs> "The Lemonade." Like you see it now, and then it goes in the vault forever. But yeah, yeah.
0: until YouTube got a hold of it, right? What do you think
2: about that trailer? Uh, that it wasn't a trailer. <laughs> it wasn't a trailer. It was like a. Kind of wanted to call it a
0: teaser, but they couldn't. Mm -hmm. It's just so I when I first heard about this, like I read an article on it. Like an article came out. uh, I read it on Reddit, and uh, they were basically like talking about how, like, okay, in this documentary, he's going to name names that he hadn't named before. Um, he's going to talk about like his lifetime of abuse, Mm -hmm. and I'm just like, did did to tell the cops? Like, like, are you, are you strictly holding this off just for, uh, the court of public opinion or did you like go, did you go to the police before, did you go to the police during this, uh, like, cause that'd be interesting to see what the authorities do now. Um, considering like, I'm sure statute of limitation applies to most of the stuff that he goes through, but this just kind of like, I don't know why, but this just felt like a cash grab. Like it really felt like a, like a relevancy or a popularity grab for him. and. And, and I mean, it's dirty to say because it is such, it is such around such like a dark topic, but it really it really does. It really just kind of feels like you know, like, you know what? I haven't uh, I haven't been in the news lately, so I'm going to like because like the last time that I had heard of Corey Feldman, uh, there's actually two incidents. So there was the time where he was on that where he was on that daytime TV show and he was playing his music. It was like really fucking weird. He's been on a and, couple. He's done that a couple of times. He's got a oh, really yeah, he, weird band. He was in
1: Omaha, and I can't believe we didn't go. I was so pissed because that little so, band yeah, t- of his
0: was in Omaha. Damn it! So that, that that's related to my my second story, but like the first the first uh, video that went like viral, right? When he was on that with his little uh, angel, he was backup dancers show. or whatever. Yeah, yeah, and it was and it was super weird. They were like dressed as angels. It was like creepy, so weird. Well, that was strange enough. But, uh, so my old apartment, I actually used to live really, really close to Maloney's, uh, Irish, Irish pub, which here in Omaha is not well known for being a music venue. Like -hmm. that's not the first thing that I would think of for it. And I am, and I'm a very active person in the Omaha music scene. Maloney's does not come up
2: Mm -hmm.
0: well. He was playing at Maloney's. So, uh, Every single time that there was a uh, every single time there was a concert at Maloney, and this was rare. Like I'm talking once every few months. Uh, it was so loud, it was ridiculous, and un- of course it was on a weekday, so I couldn't sleep. Right. Um, but I didn't know who it was. Like I didn't know that he was the one playing until I like looked it up the next day to try and figure out what was going on. Mm-hmm. Found out that he was like late by like three hours. <laughs> uh, and and so, but he didn't like cancel the first bands. To play so like the entire concert went On it just went on delayed so It went on until like two in the morning which is like There's like two hours past Noise ordinance allowances for that area mm-hmm. It was just it was just Ridiculous and like the only thing that I could think I was Like wow I fucking Kind of hate Corey Feldman right now <laughs> And then I see this
2: And then I see this awful Awful I, I, I
0: can't I can't call it a trailer it wasn't a trailer
1: it was. It was. It just felt like clickbait. The video. Um, I'll, Nothing I'll, was said.
2: Yeah. Well, because no they're
1: saving it cause they're saving it for the premiere, but they they don't want to spoil it. Yeah. Because
0: but it feels like even more like a cash grab because they made it a pay per view.
1: It does. And here's, uh, are you shitting me? Like what is it? Like it's only safe behind a paywall or I don't know. Here's the here's the description for the for the rape of two quarries in in two thousand seven on a show called Two Quarries, Haim and Feldman first opened up publicly about the abuse they endured as children in the industry. Shortly after the show's finale in a private conversation off-camera, Feldman made Haim a promise. Is it Haim or Haim? I can't remember. Cory Haim? I, I don't know. He made, a, he made him a promise. But if Haim or Haim were to die first, Feldman would find a way to get his whole story exposed and would tr- and would try to bring both of their abusers to justice. So that was back in 2007, and he has not given that up yet. He's, he's talked about it on multiple times. There's that famous interview, uh, or that famous video when he was on The View, and he said, because uh, I pulled it up, he said, there are, people that, uh, there are people that were the people that did this to both me and Corey that are still working. They're out there. They're some of the richest, most powerful people in the business of Hollywood. This is 2013. Now when you think about that, who's the first powerful person in Hollywood that comes to mind that has recently gone down for stuff like this?
0: Yep, the wine.
1: I mean, obviously. Obviously, it's Harvey Weinstein. Weinstein. So and and you know, these last couple years, this Me Too era has been on fire. And we've seen some great things come from it. We've seen some really shitty things coming from it, and some people try to try to capitalize on it. Uh, Now, in my mind, I have no doubt that the Corey's went through some shit. Uh, I think uh, it's amazing that Corey Feldman is alive because you see him anytime live like the two times you just talked about. He's clearly got some issues. There's some, I mean, he's clearly got some issues and somehow he's found a way to survive and, and put it out through his music or whatever and good for him. But then when he announced he was doing this movie, or this documentary, or this filmed conversation. I don't know what this is, man. But the the minute and 23 seconds that we watched only showed him um, and his bobblehead on a skinny body just talking or crying into a camera. And it it seemed to hint that he's going to drop names at 11 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time tonight. And I would bet hard money that he's not. Because if there's any time to do it, it's been these last couple years. And we've seen it go off. It yeah. doesn't matter if Statue of Limitations is passed. You can still fuck up a person's life right now. And I'm surprised he didn't do it. And the fact that he's doing this pay-per-view thing, you know, it just seems weird, man. It seems weird, and it seems clickbaity. and I would bet hard money. I hope I'm wrong, but I would bet hard money that there's nothing huge that comes out tonight.
0: So, so he had an interview with The Hollywood Reporter, uh, and, and I'm, and I'm going to quote him here. He says, I'm not able to name names. People are frustrated. People are angry. They want to know how is this happening, and they want answers. And they turn to me and they say, why don't you be a man and stand up and name names and stop hiding and being a coward? I have to deal with that, which is not pleasant, especially given the fact that I would love to name names. I'd love to be the first to do it, but unfortunately, California, conveniently enough, has a statute of limitations that prevents that from happening. Because if I were to go and mention anybody's name, I would be the one that would be in legal problems, and I'm the one that would be sued. We should be talking to the district attorneys and the lawmakers in California, especially because this is where the entertainment industry is, and this is a place where adults have more direct and inappropriate connection with children than probably anywhere else in the world. And that was back in May of 2016. Okay, so that um, was on the so very of all this, this Me Too stuff. Yeah, it's like right around that time. Like That's when like Bill Cosby was... Uh, really getting hit. Uh, So that was like, that was like the big part. But just that statement alone, like, oh, if I name names, I'm going to get sued. It's like, well, would it, would the, would the, like, then you get your day in court where you get to say in court that this happened and you get to name that person.
2: I
1: know, but I I do. Now I did feel for him there because I mean, this dude, when was he last popular? Really? What the 1980s? I mean, it's been a minute, and for anybody well,
0: not ironically popular, yeah.
1: Well, I know. I correct. When's the last time he made big money? It was back then, and anybody who's still around from 1980s fame and has money to their name, um, clearly made some smart choices in savings, or or has just been really careful. But I, I mean, how many times do you hear about your legends growing up? you know, having to sell their houses and shit because they don't have money, you know? So I understand how he's, you know, he, he he how he was saying, I know names, but it's past statute of limitations and more likely they're going to sue me and they're going to be able to afford bigger lawyers because they're still very powerful. I understand that. But as soon as Me Too hit and people were just throwing care to the wind and, and dropping names... And, and especially in an era where, you know, you say the right thing and the right people get behind you on social media, you can have the whole world in your corner and and, and that is that is dangerous. That's way more dangerous than Statue of Limitation. So now is definitely the time to do it. So now that he's got that power and almost that, that guarantee that the majority of the world's going to be behind him, the fact that he's still kind of releasing it this way and trying to profit off of it and he it doesn't even say like we're doing it this way because we know we're going to be sued and the money we make tonight is going to go towards our legal fees like they could have said that yep. and that would have convinced a, a handful of people to be like oh that makes sense but yeah i mean that
0: would have been my first thought too right like, yeah of course that this is going like, to get expensive for you
1: that makes sense okay you got some balls you're you're going to do it you're going to but that's not, the, that's not the gist I got from this trailer. And I just, this trailer, just, trailer. it was, <laughs> whatever this was, this minute 23 <laughs> clip um, of some <laughs> dude off camera saying, are you going to tell us? And then him crying and nodding. I don't, I don't believe we're going to get anything. I think it's going to be all smoke and mirror. Uh, I think it's going to be a version just of what he said say. to Hollywood Reporter in 2016, but just on camera again.
0: Or he's gonna say Harvey Weinstein did it, and we're all gonna be like, "Well, that was anti-climax, was wasn't late for it?" That. <laughs> <laughs> like, it was too late for that. And it, yeah. And I want to be clear to anybody watching here: we are not downplaying child abuse or anything like that. It's just this seems it seems kind of fucked up the way that this is being handled. When you when like, you that's, that's really the gist of it.
1: Especially with the what's going on with Weinstein? And you saw so many people come out against him so many people that are current in Hollywood that are maybe um maybe on the on the back nine of their career as well coming out it was a very much there was a there was a couple people that stepped out and then enough people backed them up and people weren't like how is this going to profit me it was more about okay it's time we need to bring this dude down and so yeah uh, again yeah i agree we're not making fun of this we're not we're not downplaying the fact this shit goes on because clearly it does, but it's just yeah. I can't help but think it's a little fishy, you know. I mean, this dude's been saying this for over a decade. We've been waiting for him to drop it over a decade, and and he can't even afford a decent editor to make me believe that that's what's going to happen.
0: <laughs> you know, like, uh, you t- know the thing that really the thing that actually kind of pisses me off is that you know what if this if this happened to you and you're keeping names a secret to avoid getting sued. And this person is still prominent in that Hollywood scene, still has access to kids. How responsible are you at that point for not having said anything? Like how many, like, cause it's, it's one thing. If, if somebody tells you that there is a, uh, that if you go and you walk over onto
2: like, okay, so you've got a gun in your hand and somebody tells you,
0: Hey, Hey, Uh, if you pull the trigger like that gun's gonna go off. If you point it yourself and you pull that trigger, you're gonna get hurt. The people who still do it at that point Yeah. I mean, wasn't wasn't gonna be any helping them. Like, oh, I don't believe you. Bam, I'm gone. Well, but but then I mean if that person didn't have any prior knowledge of that and then you gave them that knowledge, fine. But if they didn't have prior knowledge of that and then you gave it it, but and you didn't say anything and then they go in there and it happens to them are you not responsible for that because that argument has been made under a lot of different circumstances it it has it's been like, made and i mean it was i mean even like bill cosby like people were talking shit about bill cosby being like a creepy motherfucker for a long time mm-hmm. like and he was he was still getting away with it because that was before like that was before today's day and age where you know what when we find out that it when a credible report comes out, sometimes even not a credible one, oh, just most like, times a not a credible at all. One. Yeah, it's like when we find out about that, we're gonna hang that person by the neck in public. Like it's not gonna fly anymore. When well, some random ass at the beginning vague of the Me Too held... movement, that's kind of how it was. Yeah, it's like now, now we're at an age of the Me Too movement where like there is a little bit like there's a little bit more speculation because obviously some bigger guys have been taken out, right? Um, rightly so, right? Rightly so. Harvey Weinstein, Bill Cosby, gross, disgusting motherfuckers. Um but like people are showing a little bit more tact when they're making these when they're making these accusations. But this thing that Corey Feldman is doing is I feel like it's it's beyond like him trying to be responsible about it and really just trying to make a cash grab. Like it really doesn't feel like anything
1: else. But it doesn't even seem I, like he's gonna like... make that much money from it. I mean, who saw that? No, it doesn't. Who saw that trailer? It's not like it's like I haven't seen any tracking for this. Like, oh my god, this is this pay per view is gonna be crazy. <laughs> no.
0: Well, it is trending on Twitter. It is trending on Twitter. Well, yeah, because
1: it's about to drop. Because uh, it's so... about to drop. But um, yeah. you you know, yeah, now it's to the point where a random ass blog on Babe dot com or Medium uh sparks uh enough chain of events that could ruin an entire person's career and i want to give i you know so it's it's gotten to the point where just a tiny spark can can light a huge fire and that can be very powerful and can be very dangerous and i want to give him the benefit of doubt because he's been saying this for years and people for years have been telling him to shut the fuck up i mean he got he got uh he got lectured by Barbara Walters on that view um, she told him in 2013 she said you're damaging an entire industry and he said yeah because it's true and she was like you don't you shouldn't <laughs> yeah. you shouldn't talk about that you're damn and guess what it is, it was true I mean look how many people I don't I believe so many people knew about Harvey Weinstein and just didn't feel like they were in a position to do anything about it But look how many of those people, especially women, were in front of cameras, were on stages at award shows, talking him up, hugging him, putting their arm around him, saying how he's God, how he's amazing, you know. Um, And and people to this day believe that people as big as Meryl Streep, who's who's the most, you know, the most nominated woman in the industry, probably the she's got the most muscle behind her people believe that she knew and that she didn't say anything because even her at the very top was so you know because she's a woman in the industry she could lose everything and so even someone at her level wouldn't say anything and I still think that's shitty but I understand how when everybody's against you and you know that so many people know then it's scary to be the one that's going to say it to everybody else because everybody knows and they're not doing anything. That's scary. That means, you know, that means if you're going to be the person that does it, you're going to be the person that gets buried. And and so yeah, I understand if but, it's uh... legit why he's held on to it for so long, but the way he's presenting it now doesn't make me believe that he's going to drop some big name, you know, like, you know, Drop someone. I don't even want to say a name because then some random, you know, blog is gonna quote us and be like, "Oh shit!" Uh, <laughs> I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna joke around about that. But I seriously doubt. <laughs> what do you
0: know, Nerf Herders? Yeah.
1: <laughs> right, <laughs> right. So I don't. I don't. Uh, God, I hope so. I hope. I hope I wake up because I ain't gonna watch this shit tonight. But I hope I wake up and there is a storm a brewing so big that people forget about the coronavirus. But I don't think it's gonna happen.
0: Yeah, I mean, it would make sense if it was big enough to where I was like, yeah, I waited to do this publicly so people knew that I said it, and and if I die, we're going to know who did it. Yeah. <laughs> like, if I, if I suddenly commit suicide, we're going to know whose fault it was. Oh, and if there's um,
1: any other thing that gives me pause, that makes me think that this is some bullshit, is that the most real, <laughs> the, the big, did you see him on CNN talking about this? No. Did you? No. I didn't see him. <laughs> Did you see him on no. Entertainment Weekly talking about this? Nope. Guess guess what show? Did you see him on The View talking about this? Nope. He was on The Windy Williams Show <laughs> last week.
0: Oh, the worst <laughs> place you could have gone.
1: I mean... Oh, my God. Of all the shows that you get on to talk about your upcoming movie, you get on The Windy Williams Show? I mean... Talk about a Dude. dumpster fire of a show, if, and a horrible if human really being. Wanna, If you
0: really want to, if you really want to poke a hole in your credibility, you <laughs> drop names on the Wendy Williams show. Jesus <laughs> Christ! <laughs> the Wendy Williams show gets the exclusive
1: interview with Corey Feldman. Yeah, so. <laughs> All
0: right. Well, uh, well, let's let's close out. So we we got we got some questions mm-hmm. uh, on Facebook. Uh, so we're gonna go through a couple of them. Uh, we did kind of we talked about it a little bit because most of these questions have actually been asked already. But we got uh, some classic who'd win in a fight scenarios. Uh, so we got Spawn or Ghost Rider, and uh, I gotta vote Spawn on that one. I think.
1: Yeah, Kenneth. Kenneth asked that. I would go with. Uh, uh, I go with Spawn. Spawn has that supernatural side. I mean, I don't, yeah. I haven't read Ghost Rider. I don't know the Ghost Rider in space right now, but I, from what I've read, I would go Spawn.
0: I mean, are we talking Nicolas Cage Ghost Rider, or are we talking <laughs> Well, if real, we're talking we movie talking like adaptions. talking comic book universe Ghost Rider?
1: Yeah, movie adaptions, I wouldn't go Spawn, because that movie was shit. Uh, yeah. It, but uh, yeah. comics-wise, I'd go yeah. Spawn. Spawn was badass. Um,
0: Goku or Superman, I'm given to Goku. That's
1: been done uh, so much on YouTube. Yeah.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that one's a popular one. Only go because Goku. I've got like a beef with Superman because he's just such a boring hero because he can just he can do anything. <laughs> yeah, I would go he can go do Goku. fucking anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, and then Edward Ulrich or Doctor Strange. Uh, I mean, sorry, Full Metal Alchemist fans, but I got to give that one to Doctor Strange.
1: I have not watched Full Metal Alchemist. I I know what it is. I've not watched it, but I cannot imagine. Uh, Edward having more power than Doctor Strange does—it's crazy. I mean, just in the first movie and what we've seen him do, he's just just got loads of shit under his sleeves. Not to mention, uh, I mean, he can control certain things as fast as he advanced. Yeah, uh, with an control Infinity over Stone, time, and, and he can stuff. train while he
0: sleeps. <laughs>
1: yeah, he's like it's like the Matrix, man. Uh, I don't, yeah, I, I would go with Doctor Strange as well.
0: It just puts him in the mirror dimension, and then done. It's over. <laughs> right. He's he's just in there. Right. Because fucking Mr. Ulrich doesn't have a sling ring, so fuck him. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna catch but, him. Heat but then for again, that, but... I've never seen the show. <laughs>
1: Maybe he's got like crazy
0: powers, and I don't know. I, know, I haven't watched it in a long time. Um. Uh, so yeah, that, that might be that might be, that might be a little bit different. But I'll give it to Kenneth. That's it, definitely but, yeah.
1: not a, a a matchup I've seen before. I've seen Goku and Superman billion times, but I've never seen uh uh that matchup with Dr. Strange, and
2: Edward Ulrich for So good good job, Kenneth. Yeah, no. It was for a loop.
0: That one was uh that last one did make me think a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But uh but yeah. Um we did kind of cram everything in just this one episode, didn't we? We talked
1: about <laughs> so much. And and we're gonna try to do another one this week. Maybe we'll talk about uh uh yeah. Batman and his and his uh speedster, speedster car, but we've got some other stuff to talk about this week. Hey, maybe some shit will go down tonight with the, with the uh, pay-per-view premiere and then we'll be (laughs) able to cover it on Wednesday. So we got to get this out quick, So we got to get going so you can, you can edit this, get this out there.
0: Yep. Yep. I gotta, I gotta get some output. That's, that's basically my whole night and my (laughs) whole week is just editing. Yeah. (laughs) I feel you. Editing, 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 editing. You got a lot of stuff on
1: your plate outside of this.
0: Oh Yeah. Yep, I was dumb. I overscheduled, so. <laughs> but yeah, Um, thanks for tuning in on this one, Nerf Herders. Uh, my name is Seth, joined as always by Mr. Josh Howell, and we will uh, see you again very soon. Yeah, see you soon, people. I haven't locked down the outro, but later, guys. Thanks for watching, <laughs> or listening. Fuck. <laughs> Fuck, it's a good podcast up till then.
2: <laughs> Take it easy, guys. <laughs> later.